Hi, friend, and welcome to the Brand Strategy Podcast, a show created to equip you with the inspiration, encouragement, and clarity you need to build the brand of your dreams. I'm your host, Bonnie Bakhtiari, brand designer, strategist, and founder of The Illum Retreat. From sustainable strategy to heartfelt encouragement, each episode is designed to equip you with the tools you need to chase after your dreams. Because you deserve a brand that empowers you to do what you love, connects with your dream clients, and offers a deep sense of fulfillment along the way. So grab a cup of coffee and join me on this journey, won't you? Friends, welcome back to the Brand Strategy Podcast, where today we're talking about acquiring high-quality clients with Heidi Taylor. I'm excited for Heidi to join us because she is a business growth coach who works with established client-based businesses that are bringing in more frustration than high-quality clients. So she has this signature process where she's able to uncover the hidden barriers that her clients are experiencing so that they are able to acquire aligned, high-quality clients. And today, this topic, I think, is so timely for those of us who are already established and those who are just getting started, right? Because at all different stages of starting and scaling a business, it's all about connecting with the people who need your work the most, the kinds of clients that you feel called to serve and that you are excited to work with. And it's a process of finding the people that are right for you. And I, I love kind of talking about this because it gives us then the freedom to explore connecting with the people who are going to be uh, not only the right fit for you and your work, but also that you are going to feel just completely excited to connect with and to work with. So as we get into it, um, Heidi is going to talk us through how to find these clients that feel like the right fit and what that can look like. So Heidi, thank you so much for sharing your time and your expertise with us in this way. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you, Bonnie. What a delight to, to be able to do this with you and have this conversation. I feel like it's going to be a really, really value-packed one. I completely agree. But before we get you know too far ahead of ourselves, yeah. uh, would you be open to sharing a little bit more about who you are and your incredible business and this work that you do with helping client-based businesses find these high-quality clients? Yeah, for sure. Thank you for asking. So I'll give you the, the short version of a very long and windy path. <laughs> this isn't my first career. And uh, I actually started out as a floral designer way back. Um, so super creative, loved using my hands to produce something beautiful. And then a series of events happened. I had, I had a floral business. I decided to shut it down and, uh, because the economy, economy crashed in 2008. And so I came into my second career through social work. I thought I wanted to help, uh, people who are really, who are homeless and addicted to drugs. Um, but in that process realized that I have so much empathy that would take me down. And so, um, I found coaching and just loved it. And in the process of that realized how much, uh, I loved small business owners and the work that they're doing, um, which took me back to my floral days when I worked for a lot of different floral designers and met a lot of really interesting, creative personalities. And so I think that's really where my love for small business began. And I just had to go back there. So that kind of brings me to, to this point where I was like, okay, I've been in my business for 10, 11 years now, and I've seen a lot of changes. I have 
had the, the pleasure of going through some of the challenges of finding aligned clients. And, uh, you know, what an honor to be able to share that with other people that are going through it too, because it is not easy to find your right fit client when you're starting out as you're going through the process of building your business. Um, I think we hit a lot of roadblocks and I'm, I'm hoping that what I have to share today is really going to be supportive and helpful. I'm excited to hear what you have to share. And, and I completely agree. I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of language and there's a lot of messaging out and just the online business space where we kind of are, are taught, you know, if you build it, the clients will come and mm -hmm. it's not always that easy. And it's also not always that easy to call in the clients who are truly ideal and who mm. are exactly the kinds of people that your service or your products are designed to serve. So yeah. I am excited to hear all of your thoughts on <laughs> this topic. Now, can you share your approach to identifying and engaging those kind of right fit clients? And is this potentially different from how most business owners think about attracting an ideal client? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I mean, I have found that it's been really helpful for my clients and it really started with me. I mean, like most business owners, we have to, you know, figure out how to solve our own problems to some degree, right? We're mm -hmm. really challenged by something. And, and so just a quick story about what happened to me to give us some context for, you know, how to find your right fit clients. I was in a phase of my business. I think I was like five to seven years in and I was attracting what I call clients who are my twins. So they had very similar ways of being and strengths as, as I did, which was great because it felt really good to work with them. But where I was really bumping up against a challenge was they weren't getting the results I really hoped that they would. And so then I had to really step back and go, okay, what is happening here? Why do I really love these people? but they're just, I'm not able to take them where they want to go. And so that's when I started to really dig into my um, Gallup strengths and realize, okay, here are the ways that I'm strengthened. Um, and then look at, okay, what, what are the strengths of my clients that I've been working with and realizing, oh my goodness, I'm attracting myself. And there's a lot of blind spots when, when you're, when you're working with somebody that is quite similar to you. And so as I was doing that, I, I realized, okay, no, I need to be looking for people who are, have complementary strengths to myself. And so, um, just to give you an example of what that was like, so 80% of my top five strengths are relationship building strengths and 20% are strategic. And so for me, I realized I needed to start looking for clients who had strengths in executing, in strategic domains, and also in influencing domains. Those are complementary domains to my relationship building. And I just found that people who had opposite but complementary strengths to mine, I had amazing things to bring to the relationship and so did my clients. And so we met kind of in the middle and were able to really I was able to help them get results in ways that I couldn't with my twins. Does that make sense? Oh, it absolutely does. And I'm, you know, I'm processing what you're sharing. And I think it's so smart to look for clients who are in complementary strengths, who possess things that complement 
your innate strengths so that instead of trying to, you know, I, I kind of think of the work that we do as service providers, a lot of the time, you know, we are our own first clients, like the, the transformation that we've given ourselves, that we've done for ourselves, the, the work that we've done and made happen for ourselves. It's, it's not quite as easy to do that again for someone who is just like you. It's much easier. And I think in a lot of cases, it can be even more powerful to do it for someone who your strengths complement one another. So I'm just absolutely yeah. loving that you made that connection. Yeah, it was, it was really, really super helpful for me. And how it can help other people is when you start looking at, um, how, you know, your strengths through the lens of, you know, Clifton Strengths Finder, you can get lots of, you know, lang client language based on someone's strengths, right? So, you know, Bonnie and I were chatting ahead of time and, you know, she is top strategic strength strengths. And so looking, so if I wanted to attract Bonnie into my business, let's just say, right? I would be using the word strategic a lot because that's something that you would likely be attracted to versus if I went out there and started talking too much about, um, you know, you might not be, I'm making assumptions here, you might not be as attracted to uh, me talking about like all of the relationship building strengths that I have and the empathy and the, while those things are incredibly important and you can leverage them from me. Um, I need to be able to speak to your language and your ways of showing up in the world rather than mine, right? So when we really obviously like speak our client's language, that's the most powerful. Um, but let me talk to you about like some of the barriers that we, yeah. that we encounter when we're faced with like, how do I find the most aligned right fit client? Because I think it's really important to name some of these things so that you can start to address, oh my goodness, okay, these things are happening. Um, and what are they symptoms of, right? And so I've, I've got three that I wanted to share with you. And the first one is oftentimes what's happening is uh, you'll be attracting low quality leads. So often my clients are great at building an audience and bringing in lots of leads, but they're not the highest quality and what starts to happen, which was what was happening to me at the time is, you know, people aren't getting results from your work. Uh, they maybe are ghosting. And the other thing that is happening is they're not engaging in the work and showing up and doing it to the level of satisfaction that you had hoped when you had designed your signature program or your group offer. And um, that can be such a challenge and really disheartening when you've spent all of your time creating a program and the people that you're attracting are not, you know, showing up and doing the work. Mm -hmm. um, the other challenge that I find people run into when they're trying to attract right fit clients is if you've evolved beyond your audience, uh, maybe you've outgrown them. Maybe you're saying to yourself, like, I've moved on from this topic. I don't even care about it anymore. Um, you know, you can end up feeling really frustrated and resentful. And so it's really hard to attract, like bring energy to and sell to an idea or a process that you've moved on from. And unfortunately, sometimes it's really hard for us to come to grips with, oh, I think like, I really don't want to do this anymore because that creates more decision-making and questions and uncertainty, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then the third challenge that I find people run up against is 
unconsciously they stop selling. Um, and I think it's for fear of, of bringing in more energy or more clients that aren't a right fit for you. Um, nobody wants to continue to perpetuate, you know, the pattern of bringing in clients that aren't a fit. And yet I've noticed that when clients are in this position, they'll continue to market and sell to that same wrong fit client, not because they want them, but because that's what they know how to do. And so breaking out of some of those patterns is, is really important to name them and notice them. Um, and then in terms of like overcoming that, here's where I think, you know, really assessing your strengths is incredibly important because it's almost like you need to do a reset and realign and have a look at, okay, what are the types of patterns and behaviors of the people that I've been attracting into my business? And I think once you can sort of have a look at what you've been working with in terms of your clients, then you can go, okay, if I don't want this, how can I attract something different, right? You have to make space for um, what's not working so that you can move towards what is working. And I think, you know, what happens is most, many business owners, instead of looking back at what's been happening because it can feel like it's a negative space to live in um often people will jump into marketing or going after another client or um doing external marketing processes and sales processes hoping that things will change when they haven't done the work to change the current roots that they've planted right and have grown mm -hmm. And so that's a, that's a really important process to go through so that you can look at, okay, if this is not my right aligned client, and these are the patterns that have been um, happening and that are in place, what does it look like to generate new energy? Mm -hmm. And would you say that also along with kind of generating that new energy, looking at the language that you're using, I mean, you kind of earlier shared that knowing your strengths and knowing your ideal client's strengths informs a lot of the language that you can use to sort of speak to them and, and call them in. So, you know, I, I sort of think of it as if you have an issue where the, the quality of client that you're currently attracting isn't aligned with the kind of client that you want to be working with, it's not, a, it's not necessarily a matter of like going out and creating more TikTok, you know, content or creating uh, more posts for your LinkedIn account. It's more an issue of looking at what is going on with your messaging and a lot of that language and, yeah. you know, getting more clarity for yourself on who it is that you actually want to work with and then allowing that information to inform your marketing efforts. Would you yeah. say that yeah. that's right? Uh, absolutely. Sorry to interrupt you there. I totally uh, had to bud my way in there so that I could agree with you <laughs> and tell you that, yes, I mean, this is where we find our um, our copy and our, our language is, is like, if I don't want to be attracting this kind of client that's been in my business, what's the language that this other kind of client, that somebody that's aligned with the work that I want to be doing in the world, what are they saying? How are they showing up for the work? you know, uh, do they have boundaries? How strong are they? You know, all of those kinds of things. Um, and it's different for everybody's business. And so I think there's, there's just so much power. And instead of looking at like a ridiculous ideal client avatar, which I am 
as you can tell, not a fan of at all. Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't think it gives you that in-depth look at, okay, what, um, what are the words that somebody is going to be attracted to in your copy? Um, that also when you're looking at them through those, the lens of strengths, um, is going to be how they're showing up to do the work. Right. And so that can be a really powerful way of bringing in the behaviors of a client who's going to be aligned with you. That makes so much sense. Uh, do you, knowing that this is work that you do regularly with your clients, do you have an example, like, you know, perhaps a case study, something like that, where looking at marketing processes and kind of aligning that with sales has actually resulted in this outcome of bringing in more high quality clients in the first place? Yeah, for sure. I can think of um, two clients off the top of my head. The first one I'm thinking of is um, a business owner that had, is very established. I think she'd been in business for 20 years. And she came to me and she had a membership group. Um, but the work that she was doing is she in the early half of her business was a business coach. She was calling herself a business and life coach. And she was attracting a lot of newer business owners who really wanted to learn business and sales from her. And so when she came to me, she was like, Heidi, I think I need to like sort out my intake form questions so I can filter for a more aligned client. And I was like, okay, well, let's have a look at what's happening. And I was able to, you know, uh, survey her membership group and also get the top five strengths of, of the people in her membership group and compare them to hers. So I had all of this strengths data and survey client language information that I could lay out and show her, here's what the people in your membership group are saying. Here's what their strengths, how they're strengthened. Here's how you are strengthened. And she had some massive aha moments that allowed her to shut down her membership group and go after the kind of client that she really wants. I'm not saying you should, everybody needs to shut down their membership. That's not at all my point. Um, but she really needed to make a big change in how she was selling her services because she was in that group of people who was like, um, I don't, I've moved on from this audience. Um, they're not showing up for my work. They're not engaging. And she was really disheartened by that process, but didn't know what to do. She was stuck there. But when I showed her the data of the strengths and her clients, um, feedback, she was able to say, have this aha moment of, okay, these are definitely not the people that I need to be working with. And when she shut her membership group down, she was able to then quickly, um, reinvent her business, reset and realign it so that she could attract the one-on-one -on -one clients who loved this. She moved from, you know, business coaching into IFS, which is internal family systems coaching, mm -hmm. uh, two very different ways of approaching coaching <laughs> and, uh, you know, her business is thriving. She's thrilled. Um, and her capacity for clients has gone through the roof because, you know, she was able to really alleviate the drag of I've moved on, but I'm stuck here and I don't know what to do about it. it can be in incredibly freeing for a business and a business owner. Um, and then the other client that I'm thinking about who was a health coach, uh, when she came to me, she was in a, 
you know, feeling like she needed to pivot her business. Things were just not feeling right for her. And um, she had a big aha around how she was using her strengths. And so instead of pivoting her business, you know, she realized, um, so she has both executing and relationship building strengths. She has uh, an even like an even um, amount of each in her top five. And so we really looked at how she was balancing those strengths in her sales process. So she was using a lot of her relationship building strengths in her sales process and in her delivery, she was then also overdoing the relationship building where, you know, we were able to look at her executing and she was able to really just sort of grab onto, okay, here are the, uh, here's how I can use my strengths in my business. And instead of having to make massive changes, you know, often we hear people wanting to burn it down. Mm. She was really able to go, okay, now I know how to talk to the clients that I want to work with. I know where I'm getting in the way of that. And I know um, some of the behaviors and patterns of people coming in, I can spot them now and speak differently to them, right? Because it's never just the client. It's often, you know, we have blind spots we also need to look at and say, okay, how am I, how am I talking about my work in a way that's attracting clients who aren't, you know, at the place that I want to be meeting them. Mm-hmm. So both of those clients had some, some pretty big significant shifts in their, in their business. And then also the kinds of clients they were welcoming in after they got over that um, initial, you know, really challenging place of like, you know, I've gotten myself into this place in my business and I can't, I can't really see out. It's really hard to see, um, you know, when we're in the day-to-day of our business, it's hard to see what we're really good at, which sounds so ridiculous. And yet it's so easily happens because as business owners, there's so many hats that we're wearing, Mm -hmm. um, that we can, we can start to take on a whole bunch of systems and processes that aren't aligned with how we're naturally strengthened. And so, um, you know, that's work for other people to be doing. Mm, I love that. You've, you've convinced me. I've got to, I've got to dig up the results of, you know, my own strength finders assessment and remind myself, refamiliarize myself with (laughs) my, my top five. I know my top one, but you've absolutely Mm -hmm. sold me on, on, you know, the value of having that information and leveraging that in the way that you're showing up and in the way that you're inviting other people to show up and connect with you as well. I love that. Out of curiosity. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, you know, I think it's really important to the, the tool strengths finder is, is so valuable. And, you know, sometimes we can do the DIY thing of like, like you're saying, Bonnie, you know, we, we look at our strengths and we go, oh yeah, okay. That's a great reminder. And then we get back into our old patterns. Um, and so I think it's really important to look at, okay, who can help me look at my strengths from the, you know, from the perspective of my business, my sales, my marketing, my client language. Um, And so it really isn't a tool that you just look at once. I'm not saying that you're going to do that, but often people do have that tendency of like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that thing somewhere on my computer. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really being able to integrate all of that in uh, to your business because it can be such a powerful 
tool for transformation. I totally agree. I actually think that, you know, I, I've heard about the um, strengths finder assessment for I mean, years and years and years. Like, I mean, it's been around for quite a while. And I actually uh, most recently was kind of reminded of it in actually a group program. And mm -hmm. it was one of the sort of assessments and one of the tools that the facilitator was encouraging the members to uh, to take and to engage with that and then share that information because it was informing kind of your path through this program. And mm -hmm. it sounds kind of like something similar to what you do with your clients, where you are using that information to kind of influence where you're looking at how their business is currently operating and you're helping to identify these opportunities of where they can be leveraging their existing strengths, where they can be calling in people with complementary strengths and how they can be revamping in some cases their sales process, their marketing strategy so that it feels more aligned. Is, is that, am I kind of getting the full picture here or part of it? <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I mean, I will audit somebody's business. I'll use their strengths uh, to inform my perspectives and, and audit how they're showing up in all of those different uh, parts of their business and showing them like, here's where you, you know, maybe you're underdoing this uh, and your sales might not be aligned with your offer, which can be a real challenge, um, sort of realigning that, right? And so when you can kind of put it through the lens of your strengths, um, a lot of your questions start to, to become answered because it's pretty obvious um, when you look at, oh my goodness, okay, I've been, so for example, like some people might be um, trying to sell a group program and maybe based on how they're strengthened, they really should be doing, I don't know, one-on-one -on -one work, right? Mm -hmm. um, but because of the way that we're taught business in the online space and and the trends that that are shown to us, we can sometimes get caught up in that and and sort of lose track of what we're really good at right? And spending like, you know, 80% of our time there is where we're going to get the best results for our clients. We're going to feel the most aligned and energized uh, and probably be at our healthiest, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Out of curiosity, I always love hearing from everyone that I have on the show, kind of a, a final piece of advice or encouragement for those who are tuning in today. So, you know, today we've been talking a lot about leveraging your strengths to acquire those aligned clients. So what sort of final takeaway, if any, would you like to share so that people can kind of keep that in mind when they are going out into the world and searching for those right fit clients? Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important to do a postmortem on your business. And I would do this every year and, and do do this every year at the end of the year. So this is the timing is brilliant, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, whether it's the end of the year or the beginning of the year, you know, doing a postmortem, looking at, okay, who were all of the clients I worked with this year and how aligned were they with my program? Did they get results? Did, did I have to pull them along? Did they achieve massive, amazing things? Um, you know, what were their behaviors like? What was their language? Uh, what sort of patterns and strengths did they show up in? Um, and really do all that inside work before you start going outside of your business and marketing it and selling something 
you know, in the next year that maybe wasn't even working this year or that can be tweaked and changed and, and can evolve with you. Um, so I would really encourage people to look at that, their client roster. And, and in fact, um, I have an opt-in that, that helps walk you through with four simple questions, um, how to do this, that people have had some really great results from. Uh, so I don't know, Bonnie, would it be okay if I gave you the, the, the link for people to do that? Absolutely. Um, I, I would love to grab that link from you. And then, uh, to those who are tuning in today, I will have, Heidi's link in the show notes for today's episode. So you'll be able to go there, which if you are looking for where to go, head to brandstrategypodcast.com, click on the latest episode link. And if you scroll to find this episode, you'll find her four questions to find your perfect fit clients freebie, which Heidi, thank you for sharing that with us. I, I think that's such a fantastic resource. Yeah, it's really, I mean, no matter what stage of business you're at, as long as you have a handful of clients to look back on, it can be a really powerful but simple exercise to do. And again, you, you don't have to be, um, you can be a new to business or established business owner and still get a lot of value out of it. Amazing. Thanks again for sharing that and for that fantastic practice, that exercise that we all can walk through uh, each year. I think that that is going to be a really insightful experience for those who who choose to engage with that. Yeah. Now, I, I know that for those who are tuning in today, there's going to be quite a few who want to be able to connect with you and follow along and continue learning from you. So where can where can people find you online? Yeah, you can find me. I am on both Instagram and LinkedIn, uh, somewhat equally. So, um, on Instagram, I'm at Heidi listening and, um, and on LinkedIn, you can find me at Heidi Taylor. Um, yeah. So either one of those spots, if you want to find an easy way to find, um, my opt-ins is, is either, um, is Instagram actually, you know, link in bio is pretty handy. Yes. <laughs> and of course, we'll have those social links and website links in the show notes for today's episode. So they will all be located in one handy, convenient spot for anyone who's interested. Awesome. Bonnie, Please. I totally forgot to say yes. that um, people, I don't want people to get me confused because HeidiTaylor.com will send you to a lawyer's website. Uh, <laughs> and I'm HeidiTaylor.ca. So just. Um, just so that people know, because I'm in Canada, um, you'll be able to find me that way too. Important, very important <laughs> reminder. So thanks for thanks for sharing that with us so that we will sure. go to HeidiTaylor.ca and we will be able to find everything we're looking for there. <laughs> you got it. Okay. Heidi, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your experience with us in this conversation. It's been such a joy getting to talk with you in this way. So thank you again for, uh, you know, really creating this space for us to have this conversation. Yeah. What a delight to meet you. Thank you, Bonnie. I appreciate it. Absolutely. To those who've been tuning in today, thank you. I hope that today's conversation gave you some ideas, some inspiration, some uh, maybe some steps that you want to take action on. And as always, be sure to connect with Heidi if you are interested in learning more about what she does or how you could work with her. And 
for those who are, uh, whether you're a new listener or you've been around for a while, I'm grateful for you and I'll be cheering you on from Waco. Thank you so much for joining me today, friend. Before you go, I would be so grateful to receive your feedback on the Brand Strategy Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general has helped you grow your brand, I'd really appreciate it if you left us a review in iTunes. Your positive reviews enable the Brand Strategy Podcast to continue to grow and reach like-minded creatives just like you. Thank you for all your support and encouragement as together we pursue building brands with purpose and intention. Until next time, I'm cheering you on from Waco.